guys. Welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O. Pat O. How's your, uh, well, how's your weekend? How was my weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty good because I was not in the hospital, unlike the previous week that I spent hospitalized sure. uh, for congestive heart failure. And uh, it sucked. My recovery had been going well up until about two weeks ago um, when I started to feel fatigued. And uh, naturally, I thought it was COVID because that's what we do. Every time we get yeah. even a little bit sneezy or winded or anything these days, we think that it's COVID. And uh, once I kind of found out that it wasn't COVID, got my ass to the doctors and uh, walked into the doctor's office and ended up being wheeled out directly into the ER because they would not let me go home. I was so fucked up. So um, if you listen to last week's CryptoCasters uh, March Madness special, I you know obviously was participating in it. At this, at very literally at the same time of getting my kidneys fucking ultrasounded, um, you know, I, I spent Wednesday through Friday in the hospital and then got sent home with a whole slew of new medication and uh, this really cool vest that I have to wear that will shock me back to life should I experience cardiac arrest. Uh, the real question is what happens if I experience cardiac arrest while fucking my wife? Will I shoot lightning bolts out of my dick into her? Stay tuned and find out. I just hopefully I'll remember to fucking scream Pikachu as I (laughs) (laughs) as I zap her one. But yeah, that's it. And it's been a lot of fun too because I'll I'll fake heart attacks around the house and grab for people, and they all back away from me with their eyes wide, like, "Oh no, he's gonna get fucking shot." Because that's the thing is that like if I do have one, if I do have like a heart attack or something, this thing kicks in and, and like zaps me back. But it like it's a fucking like getting kicked by a horse. Like it's a pretty big hit. So, you know, you got to warn people, like, don't touch me. Don't touch dad. If dad drops to the ground, get the dogs back. Because a lot of times, and this is what they told me when they were outfitting me for the vest, a lot of times people's dogs will go towards them when they hit the ground. And then the dogs get electrocuted. <laughs> like, talk about adding insult to industry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Injury. <laughs> not, not only are, are, did you just have a fucking heart attack, but we, we nuked your dog at the same time. Wow. So this yeah, we don't... automatically kick in a place if if you have a heart attack or if you if it needs. I mean, it does it by itself. Yes, it's an external defibrillator. It's uh, it's a vest that I wear that actually is like, it's like a bra, right? And it's got like the bra hooks. And when the chick was like outfitting me for it, she's like, "So how these work is?" I'm like, "I know how a fucking bra works. Like wow. I've, you know, these snaps are kind of hard to do. I'm like, not for me. All right, I could do this upside down, backwards in the dark on acid." I could take a fucking bra off of my tongue. I'm like, don't worry about it. I got this fucking thing. But uh, you should have been like, no, ma'am. Let me show you. <laughs> let me show you is. how fucking this thing works. Um, yeah, I have to wear it like all the time, and there, it does two things. Number one, it monitors my vitals and then sends them back to my cardiologist for when I go in for my next appointment. And then number two, um, outside of that, like I could be in a cave, and independently, it works as a monitor. And if it senses that my heart's doing whatever it shouldn't be doing uh it goes into alarm and then if i don't disable the alarm uh it zaps me oh so so sometimes people it goes into alarm and people aren't necessarily like unconscious yet (laughs) like their heart's fucking with them but they're still like like cognizant and so that's why you can disable it i don't know necessarily if i do that because i think i just want to take the hit and see what it feels like um but yeah. the idea is that if you're still conscious, you don't necessarily need the jolt. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so I'm supposed, I got to wear this thing like 23 hours a day. I'm supposed to just take it off when I shower. 
and that's it. And, Very cool. Uh, well, kind of. It's kind of a pain in the ass. It's like, I don't know, like wearing a retainer. It's like, yeah, I'll be really good about wearing it. And then, like, I took it off this morning for, like, three hours just because I didn't want to have it on, you know. So it gets itchy and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, eventually it's just got to become a second skin to you, and it will. You'll get more used to it the more you wear it. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'm not. I mean, hopefully I, I get better and I don't need it to wear yeah. it. I mean, long term, what they would do is actually install one inside of me, uh, which is too body horror. You know, like when I was doing the whole dialysis thing, I didn't. I don't know how much I talked about it, but like it's it's very like Cronenberg to, to be part of like to get like dialysis done. It's very body horror to have like these ports like hanging out of your body that like they plug these fucking tubes into and shit. And, you know, it's not as cool as I thought it would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like seeing body horror in movies. I don't like being a part of it. And same thing with the, ex- with, with the if I get, like, an in- internal defibrillator. Like, um, it, it seems really gross and invasive. And the fact that I would have, like, wires and shit, like, I don't know. I, I'd rather avoid that. But hopefully, you know, one of the, the biggest thing that I, I can do, that I have to do, to to kind of like recover is basically like get new hobbies and you know it's not about like not having pizza as much as it is about like not working two jobs and have like my own company where i do like general contracting on the side and the podcast is safe don't worry i when i'm fucking dead i will stop doing this thing but like you know (laughs) a lot of other shit that like you know you know us like we always take on stuff for like You know, it's just kind of who we are. And, you know, and I was talking to my sister about it because, like, I don't even, you know, I don't even, like, just go to church on Sunday like a normal person. I go to church and I run their streaming service. Yeah. Like, it's not an, I can't even just fucking sit there like every other asshole and just, like, listen to what the guy has to say and then go home. No, no, no. I got to come in and do the sound and the multi-camera setup and fucking stream everything on YouTube and Facebook for everyone else in the world. Like, that's just who I am. And it's cool at times. But it's like kind of starting to catch up with me where like you can't just like live your whole entire life with your foot slammed on the gas, like pushing forward, living in the red. You know, I mean, Asher's like before you met me, I used to live my life one quarter mile at a time. And now that I'm like kind of getting up there in the in the years, I got to slow it down a little bit. And, you know, and I feel like that's kind of been a theme for for a lot of people, um, <clears throat> a well-known researcher, Lyle Blackburn. He uh he had like an <laughs> I know who he is. We yeah, were on a <laughs> You do, you do, yeah, you know you know Lyle. Well a lot of people do. Um, you know, but he had a kind of a physical incident and then uh somebody else did too. But uh you know, my my kind of eye opener happened just yesterday when our buddy Aaron D sent me a message. Um I think he was talking to uh Jordan from Campfire Tales of the Strange and I can't remember the second word, the last word to that. But anyway, Jordan Heath, he has a great show, and I can never remember it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, they were talking, and they were talking about me, because they were talking about, uh, I sent the infinite rabbit hole people over to talk to Aaron, because I feel like the main guy, uh, Jeremy, and, and Aaron would make really good friends. And uh, <clears throat> Aaron sent me a screenshot of their conversation, and they were talking about how fucking baffled they were that I did over eight hours of content with those guys. They were like, when did, when were they able to schedule you for this? Because you, you're busy all the time. I was like, oh, well, you know, the fact that other people notice that I'm a workhorse tells me that I probably should not work as much. And I've been trying not to, but. Um, not at know. all. 
At the I think, well, first time. of all, you're 10 years younger than me. So fuck you go do the work. When you're 40, you can look, you could think about slowing down. You know what I mean? But like, I don't want to be 40 and getting open heart surgery. Uh, yeah, I hear that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't uh, want to make that a, I should take care of me and I don't take yeah, care of me a lot. You don't want to fuck up those titties, man. I'm telling you. Fucking get a slice mark right down the middle of them. <laughs> right. I will ruin them forever. <laughs> I mean, if, if. Here goes your um, plan B. Shit. <laughs> if, if pregnancy and being 30 didn't ruin them already. But <laughs> right. You know, no, um, you know, it's just something that to think about because your 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 best defense against things like this is to prevent it to to begin with, right? Um, taking care of yourself is extremely important, and um, not that there's anything wrong with you, Pat. Well, obviously, I'm not going to say there's nothing wrong with you because there is. I mean, you're in this position, but you know, you're you can you can fix it. You got time to fix it now. But for anybody else that may be listening to the show and maybe you do the same shit, maybe you should slow down. Maybe you should take it easy. Yeah, stress is a very, it's a very real thing, but it's also very intangible. There's like no. And stress isn't just like bad stress. Like it's just. It's just weird because like it's not like, dude, if they told me, hey, quit drinking pop, quit using salt. Right. Don't eat so much cheese. You, you know, you eat low sodium cheese and you'll be fucking fine. I, all right. But th- it's not that. It's like, listen, you have to stop pushing yourself and and sleeping five hours a night and doing all this stuff and and living this fucking tightrope that you walk that you insist on walking where you've got two kids two baby mamas two fucking dogs a a real job a fucking general contracting company a fucking podcast you're trying to write this you're trying to work on that you're making movies you're doing this and it's like like you have to stop doing that and it's like well how do i that's me how do i stop being me and then is it worth it to stop being me? Because if I start taking those things away and, and, and let me put it like this, I'm not going to take away my fucking kids. Unfortunately, right. it's not like, well, I guess they're gone, you know, and I'm going to keep <laughs> doing the filmmaking thing because you know, that makes, that's what makes me happy. and gives me a sense of identity. No, unfortunately I have to keep the, the kids and the fucking <laughs> animals around. Uh, you know, you have to look at like, what is essential. There's only so much room in the life draft and yeah you can't do everything and try everything and be everything. And you and I have talked about this, that, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, some of the quality of what I do suffers because I try to do so many things, you know, maybe if I try to do fewer things, the the fewer things I didn't turn out better (laughs) instead of everything having this rushed half-ass feel to it. So um, it's crazy, man. I'm I'm going through, uh, you know, like physical stuff that, you know, uh, but it, but there's a real big, like philosophical and emotional, side to it too where i'm really like starting to you know when I, when i first got the open heart surgery done me and you were i remember like one of the first times i talked to you afterwards and you asked me like like what was it like having to embrace your own mortality or whatever and i was just like i didn't what the fuck are you talking about like not none of it like how close i came to death or what could have happened none of that registered to me at the time all right now it is <laughs> you know what i mean now i'm now i'm really starting to think about like you know what if you only have x amount of whatever left and what's it going to be like you know i don't want to as much as i bust my wife's balls on the podcast i don't want to make her a fucking widow yeah anytime sure. soon like she doesn't deserve that shit same thing with my kids like yeah, they're all right you know but i don't want them to be fucking orphans you know you can still get um, another 40 years out of your life it's it's america in 2022 uh, i don't want that give me 20 
<laughs> Give me 20 in the occasional bump. How about that? Can we fucking compromise? You can still be cool when you die. <laughs> can I get this in writing? Can I get like... <laughs> How about 15? Two more Edwards 40 hands parties. <laughs> and another and another fucking eight ball spread out over the next 15 years. <laughs> in random little places here and there. I'll settle for that. That's the bargain. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Jesus. Well, do you feel... Because and I have somewhere I'm going with this, but... You know, you were talking about uh, getting getting the machinery put in you there, and uh, we were ta- we've talked about you know to great length of your dialysis and things like that, the body horror stuff. Are you squeamish to that stuff after going through it? <clears throat> yeah, I I didn't think I would be because I you know it's kind of like you exp- I don't know it's it's more invasive and and traumatic, but not mm-hmm. like in a fucking way that everyone uses that word. I mean, literally like trauma uh, inducing. Right. That I think people give it credit for. And, um, you know, your body is kind of like your own little balloon for like your soul. <laughs> Get real. I, I haven't done drugs in a very long time. This is just how I talk sometimes. But like your body is kind of like your own little capsule of like you. Yeah. And when you have things sticking out of it or like attached to it or running through it, it feels very invasive. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm used to being the penetrator, not the penetratee. And even then, that's like whatever. But like, you know, it's it's just it's weird. So, it's are you ver- squeamish? Like, are you squeamish to the point to where you just obviously you probably don't have any interest in doing anything like that again if you don't have to? Right. Um, are you squeamish talking about it? Does it make you feel squeamish? About the dialysis? Yeah, about, about like your own pro your own processes and things. Or even uh, talking if you were talking about a procedure with somebody else describing their procedure, do you think that it would trigger you and then you would be like, I can't, I don't wanna you get the woo you know, the woo woo feeling, the woozies? No, I mean I um I'm still I have this weird numbed detachedness. There was a lot of uh oh, what's it called? There was a lot of disassociation going on during dialysis. Yeah. For me, I'm very good at that. I'm very good at. Uh, it's why I'm, I, I meditate. We could do it. We should do a show on meditation, seriously, and meditation slash disassociation, and how the two are fucking sure. very closely linked. We don't do a lot how, of occult shows. I, I'd be down with that. Yeah, and because uh, I mean, disassociation is something that I picked up when I was younger and I would, I had braces cause I'd have to sit there while they did like these horrific things in my mouth. And I would just, I just had to go somewhere else. And I mean, it, it sounds kind of cheesy cause I know that there's a lot of other people that got very, uh, kind of, um, handy with this association for way more crazier reasons. Sure. Uh, but I think once you learn that trick, it's, it's a thing that you could do. And when I started to get into meditation, uh, especially guided meditation when I was older, I learned that I struggled with it until I made the connection between the two. And I said, you're, dis- you're just disassociating from, disassociating from your body and from the, pr- the present moment. And you're just kind of like you're going up into this other place. And um, it helps you build walls. And I think that without that, um, I probably would have completely lost my shit with the dialysis and it's because it's because i knew how to get away but i'd have to come back 
And when I came back, I was so beaten down and, and sick. And my dialysis experience was so bad that now they're actually starting to wonder if it wasn't, you know, because dialysis is hard, but I took it really bad. And now it's like, well, wait a minute. We're maybe it wasn't that your dialysis was that bad. Maybe this was signs that something went bad with the operation from the get-go. And the only reason we're finding it now is because for the past five weeks you were on dialysis and you were attributing what you were feeling to that. Okay. And it was actually that the operation got botched and that's why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing now today. You know what I mean? Cause, okay. cause the doctors are scratching their heads. They're like, well, you seem to be doing okay. You know, and it's like, yeah, but you know, yeah, you were going through dialysis and that was rough, but maybe a hundred percent of what I was going through. I, I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but, but as far as like listening to other people talk about their shit, no, because I, I, I have that buffer. I don't, I, you know, empathy is something I turn off and on because it's so strong for me where either I, I really empathize with somebody and it gets weird or I just kind of become a sociopath and just doesn't, you know, has it, has it changed watching horror movies? Oh, uh, you know, I probably haven't seen anything that graphic since recently. I haven't even seen the new scream and that's on VOD now. Like I'm either. way behind on my fucking movies. Right. I, I, I never saw Moonfall. I did not see Batman this weekend. I'm like one of the only five fucking people in the world that didn't see I Batman. know, right? <laughs> I you know what I mean? Uh, I didn't see – I saw Uncharted, though, of course, because I'm a dad. I'm a good dad. I took my kid to see Uncharted because he wanted to see that shit. But, like, I'm way behind on my movies. So, uh, to be completely honest with you, I haven't – I don't even know. I haven't seen anything that might trigger me. Um, but if you can recommend something, I would love to watch it. No, seriously, like as a, as a fucking experiment, just to see what happens. The reason why I ask is because it's not quite horror movie related. Um, it's a little different, but I'm a big fan. This is going to sound really weird. I'm a big fan of gore. And what I mean by that is, I mean, real life gore. I love to watch that shit. I don't love, I don't love it, but, but I do. I mean, I watch, you know, people getting killed. I've, I've seen all the, all the big hits on the internet, you know, um, <laughs> I've seen all the crime scene photos. I, I like that stuff. I don't know why I just, well, probably cause my mom at like eight years old showed me, you know, uh, rotten.com and it just started off this, my mom, my, my family's in the medical field. So, I mean, it was never really weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> It, yesterday not yesterday today actually um i i was watching i have this youtuber i watch um he goes he talks about gore stuff on the internet and he'll like break it down as best as he can on youtube and uh he presented a video that i had never seen before so i went and i watched it let me tell you it really wasn't that graph. i mean it's graphic but it's not the worst thing i've ever seen i mean i've seen men get their balls eaten off by by pit bulls like I've oh seen my god horrible stuff right on the internet um, but this wasn't that bad. It was a, just a couple people being gunned down in the street. And um, it made me feel not very good. And I don't know. I'm not really sure. It, this has only happened to me like one other time. And, uh, you know, I stumbled upon something on on accident um, that was a really graphic video. And I was like, I look at the world differently after seeing that. And I kind of felt that way today. And And, you know, again... I don't really know what it is about it that has made me feel that way. And I wonder, like, the older I get, you know, again, I was going to pursue a a career in 
criminology and I've been into all this weird stuff but it's like the older I get and maybe also with the pandemic I have found that I have become a bit more squeamish to this stuff and I I don't know why that would be yeah that's I would say not since the pandemic have I I've always like like violence it's weird like violence in general doesn't bother me you look at like probably one of my favorite filmmaking top 10 moments in any film ever made right or like as a, as a filmmaker something that i aspire to do something that i think is brilliant look at the church scene the uh Freebird church scene and uh kingsman the first kingsman movie where colin firth fucking massacres a whole entire church of racist fucking rednecks to Freebird. that sounds it's awesome one, yeah it's one of the most beautifully executed scenes in fucking cinema history and it's so bloody and so violent and it's 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 absolutely wonderful, right? The suggestion of sexual abuse in, in a movie like Sleepers, and I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh-uh. That will that will make me almost nauseous to the point where I I literally vomit because of something that I'm watching on the screen. And it's Kevin Bacon suggesting that he's gonna fuck Brad Renfro in the ass. Wow. Yeah, and it's but so it's like there's I everyone's got weird their triggers, things. Man. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I and mean, that's how it is. Like I said, it's not necessarily that it was gory. It was just I think that it was more other things going on within it that made it more emotional. I guess that made me feel a little more connected, a little more human. Because again, you can watch a guy get his balls eaten off by a pit bull, and you know, you know why, you know the context. It doesn't matter. He's a bad guy anyway. It was a cartel video, so he's already a piece of shit. He kind of probably deserves it. Right. Um, I mean, these are real people we're talking about, but like this was not that. Like this was just some crazy fucking neighbor guy that gunned down his neighbors and killed them, and it was a totally different context. And I just felt very bothered by it, and so, um, and I thought that was shocking. Like I said, considering all of the other stuff that I have seen, and so I wonder, I'm like, you know, is it time that I I shelve the gore? Am I done with it now? I don't know. Mm. You know, truth be told, I'll probably see something else on the internet and go, I have to watch that, and I will. Well, you connected with, when you said that, like, you know, this one person, it didn't matter what happened to them because of A, B, and C. You, right. you, you created criteria that they fit into that allowed you emotional distance. And then when you talk about the other, the the random neighbor getting gunned down, right. that struck a chord with you, maybe because you empathize with that more because that could have been you. That's theory number one. Theory number two is that maybe because of the pandemic, I mean, I'll be, you know what, actually, I'm going to go with theory number two, because one of the things I did do this weekend is I stopped by, uh, I won't say friend of the show, because I know that bitch don't listen to this fucking podcast. Wow. My friend Kristen, it was her 40th (laughs) birthday party. Uh, Her and I are not in great terms because she didn't really, she wasn't really around during my recovery, but whatever. I have class. So I showed up to her party with a fucking present. She was at my 40th last year. And um, it was great just being around people. And I sat there and I did not drink. And uh, there was people. <laughs> I sat there and I talked to this chick that was very clearly on cocaine. And um, we talked about movies. And uh, actually, we talked about MK Ultra for like fucking 45 minutes. No, oh, that's but cool. Like, yeah, she had just. Uh, and the Manson stuff. I guess she had. Last podcast on the left is doing like a tour. Uh, did you yeah. ever listen to them? Uh, no, not really. No, fuck them. They're a less funny version of us, and they have improv, <laughs> and and the and the people all have improv energy, which I find absolutely annoying. But um, she had seen them a couple nights b- before, and was 
we were talking about that and conspiracies and skunk apes and all kinds of shit. And it was great because I'm like, oh, my God. And she's actually you know, she's all coked up and she wants to talk about fucking what I talk about once a week on my podcast. So it was great. Um, I was just so happy to be around people, though, that I didn't mind that I was the only sober person in the room. And that would have never been me fucking five years ago. Where I, if I was the only sober person in a room full of drunks, I would have clawed my fucking eyes out. But now I'm just so happy to have human interaction that I think that it doesn't matter if I'm sober or not. Right. And I've done that a lot since I quit drinking where I'll go to parties and I have a great time and I'm sober and everyone's drunk and I don't, it doesn't register to me. And I don't mind. And when, you know, later in the night when everyone starts slurring, I just go home and I'm like, all right, whatever, fuck this, I'm home. But like, it doesn't bother me. And I, I think it's because of the pandemic. I think we were all so isolated that some of us have grown to just appreciate human beings and human contact that much more lately. And maybe that's what's happening with you. Where like it used to be kind of laughable to see someone get their balls chewed off by a pit bull. Because fuck people, right? You're a jaded little hardcore bitch. But now you're older and you realize that like how you realize the value of a human being to you. And now seeing another human being in pain or being tortured or being accidentally killed, it has a different effect. Well, so when I mention the pandemic, what I mean is that like while because for a long time we we had wine with the wine right so every single day at 2 p.m the governor would come on and he would talk about the virus and i'm sure a lot of people probably had something similar um and but we just called it wine with the wine but anyway um and they would talk about all of these physical processes that would happen if you were to get covid and that kind of stuff used to really fascinate me and then after a while like i, I have a very hard time now even discussing my own health issues because it makes me feel very squeamish and very much again like i'm gonna pass out i have a hard time taking shot like i'm on the depot shot and i have a hard time getting my shot um because it i don't know why it, it makes me feel like it makes me feel like my body's very unreliable and um so just talking to anybody sometimes really messes me up i had a friend we used to call and shoot the shit with each other about all of our different medical problems and i can't call her anymore and talk to her because she's going to talk about that stuff and it's going to make me feel bad i don't know why it's like the actual mechanics of what that entails exactly really bothers me and i know in this video in particular there were um some noises and things going on and then like i had thought about what was actually happening with the body at that time and it fucked me up i was like i don't like that yeah. So I don't know what it is, but you know, I just thought it was interesting. Um it was something that, you know, I I kind of um because like I said when it had happened before, it was pre-pandemic, so it didn't have anything to do with that. It just ended up being a very uh the situation itself was horrible. Um but the situation was also horrible. I mean, people dying is horrible and, you know, probably I'm the weirdo that likes watching the stuff, but I don't know, something's wrong with me. So <laughs> I mean, I think it's a lot of people. Some you people were, are into it. Some people aren't. I don't know. E-bombs world was not created for Ashley Hill. Like, that wasn't like an Ashley Hill tribute That's site. True. That's There's true. a lot of fucking people that were into that, that are still into that shit. Right. There was like Taliban beheading videos. They were like oh, trading yeah. cards that like guitar players <laughs> would collect. And that's a really fucking weird reference. But like, I just, I, I was in a band with a guitar player that was like obsessed with that shit. Yeah. And he would like, he had like all of them, you know. And uh, people are into that. And why? And, and maybe it's a good thing that you grow out of it. That's all I got to say, because 
being super into that shit at, at 50 is probably a bad look <laughs> yeah. you know i don't know maybe not i ain't trying to call anyone out i don't want to offend our 50 year old listeners that are still into that shit please that's don't. most of our listeners i don't yeah please don't <laughs> stop listening to our podcast but. no i don't think you're weird and if you got any cool stuff i guess send it my way because i'll probably watch it um but <laughs> i mean that's just where i think it's interesting um you know it's not so much i went on a mission and maybe i'll try it again uh i have this photo <clears throat> this crime scene photo it's very gruesome it's black and white and the only person that I can find that this photo is connected to is, is Ed Gein. And it's not Ed Gein's victim. I know his victims. I've seen them. <laughs> you know, he only has, um, he only has, well, he's got the two for sure. Um, possibly a third, which was his brother. And this person is not that person. But every time you, you reverse him and search it, the only thing that comes up is Ed Gein. And so I can't find where this body came from. And I've been looking for years. So I used to post it and like, Back in the day on Facebook, he used to be able to post that shit, and nobody really cared. And I used to post it there, and, and everybody's like, oh, it's Ed Gein. It's not, though. Maybe I'll start circulating it again, terrorize everybody else with it. There um, was a... Go on. No, go ahead. There was a picture that I came across online that haunted me, and I, I've never been able to... Um... That's not necessarily true. I think I. it was a picture of a teenage girl... Let's say the girl was like seventeen and the kid was like nine, and they're I know duct taped. What you're about. Yep. Yeah, in the back of a van. Yeah, yeah. And they found the they found the picture. It's a Polaroid. They found the picture in a fucking parking lot somewhere. Yep. And they didn't even. And the the police were so baffled they didn't even know who the fuck the kids were. Yeah. Yep. And it's just this picture of these these fucking children. Oh my god! Right and it up. Was, yeah yeah and it's not uh, like graphic i mean it's graphic no no, no there's not nothing funny. graphic about it they're completely right. dressed they, they they don't have a mark on them they don't look beat up or, or brutalized or anything but they, <laughs> but they don't look happy and uh they definitely look like they're being detained against their will and um you know i can't tell you how i, I think i came across this picture as like one of the great unsolved mysteries of whatever i don't know yeah. some kind of like list or something and man like I can, I can vividly picture, remember that fucking picture. And I believe, I, I think the rumor on the internet is that um, they're they're unidentified. I believe one of those kids was identified. Yes, I think yeah. it was the boy. They they it matched. There was a book that was in the picture that um, helped them because they didn't even know how old the picture was. Right, nothing. They didn't even it. know if that. Yeah, they for all they knew, this this picture was five years old. You know what I mean? Like, so you're talking about like missing, going through a, a a nation's worth of missing children. I mean, yeah, it was like monumental. But I think they did. They think they made a connection to to the boy or something like that. Right. One of them was identified, and then the other one I don't think has ever been. But they they speculate on who it is. You know, constantly. Well, you know, we'll we'll get into some of those jams eventually. I know I got one really, really interesting case on on the list that I'd love to talk about. We will eventually. Um, but anyway, I don't know, you know, sometimes you just come across shit on the internet and you got to wash your eyeballs. And so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. Ain't that Lots of, truth? uh, kitty cats and puppy dogs on my YouTube search history right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pretend I didn't partake in that. Anyway, I haven't even talked about my weekend yet. We haven't gotten to the news and talked to this yeah. like 30 minutes. Um, how is the mall thing? Yeah. So can you yes, talk about that? I right. can. Um, cause by the time this airs i will have posted about it um yes um i we went and investigated a liminal space today 
and uh, not today, but over the weekend. And uh, we went to this, there's this mall in Cincinnati and it's known as the, I can disclose the location. It's Cincinnati Mills uh, Mall because anybody can go there. Um, it is basically abandoned. There are three stores in the entire mall and it's a decent size. I mean, it's a good size mall. I mean, it's not like a teeny tiny little piece of shit. I mean, it was a good size mall. Um, and we went and, you know, cause I keep seeing people talk about it and I mean, it's dark they don't have, it's not like completely pitch black or anything, especially cause we, you go and you go during the day. Um, they have some overhead lights on but not all of the lights are on and then most of the mall because it's a big giant it was a megaplex at some point you know they have skylights and things like that um so it's decently lit but obviously not in operation um pretty much the only people that are there are mall walkers because again the actual inside of the mall itself is open due to these three places still staying open what Um, are the three places it is a well the two places are on on the ends so it's a Coles and a, a bass pro shop and <laughs> yeah and probably i mean that's probably the only reason why the small stays open is because and they could honestly just cut off their ends and be their own standalone stores because they're both at the ends the other place is a random fucking arcade in the <laughs> just in the middle of this Whoa. Swear to God, yeah. <laughs> did you go through did you go in there? Hell yeah, we did. What um, arcade games are even like fucking opera like was was it like DDR and like that's I mean, I was yeah. trying to explain the concept of arcades to my son. Yeah. And I'm you know, I'm like, well it was it started with Street Fighter and, and Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. And, you know, what did they have? What what's so, like when you walk in the front of the store is like a store and they sell like retro games, DVDs, things like that. It's like a secondhand media shop that you find. Um, and then the back of it has, I mean, they have a whole entire wall of pinball machines. Um, it's all classic stuff. Um, you know, it's, you got your typical, you know, there's a mortal, there's a mortal Kombat cabinet. Of course there's like Donkey Kong and punch out and street fighter. And I mean, all kinds of stuff. We played rampage. We played Simpsons bowling, um we played the area 51 the shooter um we played they had a big they did the newest thing that they had was like a giant pac-man game we played it um so i mean they're they're still keeping up with it um but i mean it's it's open and the games are free to play so i have no idea like we were kind of talking like how the fuck do these people make their money because nobody would know that that place is there unless you're a regular there and you've been going there for years like nobody would have any idea but they did also have like a little area for like pc gaming so like they had and they had like maybe i don't know four rows of you know maybe three computers each of pc and people go and they were there they were playing um it still wasn't a bunch of people you didn't have to wait to play anything (laughs) it's all open and available to you it's all free to play um so i don't know how they make their money i don't know how they stay open um but the location of it, like, it's it's so fucking weird because it's in the deadest, completely deadest part of the mall. And I, I took pictures of it, took video of it. It's right hanging off of the food court that doesn't exist anymore. And what I, I mean, when I say it doesn't exist anymore, I'm talking all the storefronts and shit are still there from the restaurants that were there. Every, things are, like, ripped out of the walls. I mean, completely fucked up and abandoned, completely. But they haven't, like... All the table and chairs and stuff are still there. It's so weird. There's no lights on at all in the food court. It's fucking weird. And then right across from it is the arcade. It's strange. It was a very weird experience. Um, 
so yeah the arcade was cool um you know we hung out there gosh we probably spent an hour and a half there um of course i went with our buddy um you know the lord uh reverend doctor professor crimson Nicholas. nice uh, yeah <laughs> so that was fun i saw a picture of him for the first time the other day he posted a picture of himself online <laughs> did you <laughs> he's not as grotesque as i thought he would be usually people with that good of internet presence either there's a small slim percentage that are attractive like myself and you of course but i mean like or they're like mutants and he's not he's like a good looking dude i was very <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was like holy shit this guy's fucking passable yeah um, <laughs> yeah yeah red's you know he's yeah he's good looking yeah the mustache um, is a bit much but i'll I forgive him because he's from ohio he's still trying to figure himself out sure you know sure. but yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean so we we, you know we went um because we were kind of talking about it you know because he keeps getting requested to come back on the show or whatever and he's like and he listens um you know so he's like i will definitely come back on i'm like well you know let's kind of think of a topic we just had all these guests on we'll get you back on you know when we're kind of done doing a couple of topics we'll get you on he's like yeah you know and then he hits me with hey i came across this thing that maybe we could talk about and it was basically about like liminal spaces and um which prompted the whole conversation and was like hey you know what there is one of those and we could go there and we should go there and that's why we went to this abandoned mall so well, what's if, a liminal space if you yeah if you don't know about um liminity liminal liminal spaces um are basically um kind of nostalgic it's kind of hard to explain they're kind of nostalgic areas there's there's like the um psychological concept of a liminal space and a physical concept of a liminal space. So the physical concept of a liminal space is like when you enter an area and it's eerily quiet and it kind of just feels not, it kind of feels wrong for you to be there. Um, some people have encountered these in maybe certain waiting rooms. You walk in there and nobody else is in there and you're like, am I supposed to be here? Um, some of them are like when you walk through the um, the back ways in a hotel and there are just nobody's back there. They're very quiet. Um, malls are also ma malls and like tunnels like within malls that they have because they don't have like transport tunnels and shit in a mall. Um, if you find yourself alone in one of those, it just feels very eerie. Yeah, I got let's have let's have him on next week or something to like talk about that. liminal spaces. I love this. I love that. Well, I love him. He's one of my favorite guests of all time yeah. that we've ever had on. Um and uh the topic i'm just kind of googling it as you're talking and sure sure I, I i think it's a gold mine let's do it and then your liminal uh psychological spaces is something that we were kind of talking about pat it's like when you transition from one job to another and you're kind of in that weird in between area in your life and you're like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just kind of doing it um you know there's different uh but yeah we'll we'll go more in depth into it so we we go to this mall that was you know chock full of that i mean because you know, you'd see all these areas where people obviously worked and, and lived and hung out and, mm -hmm. and nobody's there. You know, you'd see things like uh, there's there's a couple of different children's play areas that you can't, you know, kids aren't playing on, but they're spotless. You know, I mean, it's clean. I mean, that's a weird part about it. You know, you see this food court that, of course, all the shops are fucked up, but the seating area was immaculate, but no lights are on. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, right very interesting a very interesting you know we kept kind of laughing about finding the no clip zone within the mall we actually then ended up going to two more malls after that we went to three malls in one day um the abandoned mall was cool you know then we left I, and I, I recommend people go it's you know definitely if you can if you're near the cincinnati area go check it out before you can't anymore 
um, it's the closest thing that you'll get to legal, um, you know, urban exploration. So you're allowed to go in. Um, and then we went to another mall right down the road because then Red's like, well, I really want to get a, a, a pretzel. You know, now he's like, I'm, you know, I'm hankering for a pretzel. I was at the mall. I didn't get one. Um, so we went to the closest mall and this mall was damn near abandoned. I mean, malls are, they seem like they are dying anyway. People keep saying that the mall's dying out with all the internet shopping and all that malls are being killed. So this mall probably only had maybe 10 stores open in it. It was probably just as big as that same mall. Um, we walked around. It wasn't very interesting. We left. And because there was still like 10 malls in there, it wasn't nearly as good as the abandoned mall. So then we went to another mall and this was like an outdoor thing and it was booming. I mean, it was great. <laughs> you know, so that mm. mall was doing really good. I don't know. So our malls dying. We got three really good malls around us that seemed to be doing just fine. So I took when I took my kid to see Uncharted, we went to the mall and I, I that was my concession was that if I got to go see this fucking movie with you, we're going to go. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was when we went and saw Jackass 4. Uh, we went to the mall because I wanted to complete the nostalgia trip. And, sure. um, yeah, the, the mall that I grew up at, the one that I hung out in high school, it's still there. It's, it's still populated. It's a lot of clothing stores because I think yes. women still like trying on jeans in person, like, yeah. you know, media stores, you know, I remember there used to be, you know, two bookstores. There was three video stores. There was a music land. There was an FYE. There was a fucking Sam Goody. There was a record town. There was all these other places. There was an arcade. I was telling him about the arcade. He was fascinated by the idea of an arcade. There was a pen, there was a tabletop gaming store, like a D&D store, where the real nerds hung out. And, uh, you know, all this stuff. It's not so much anymore. Um, no toy stores. No no media stores, really. But uh, the food court was still there. And we ate in the food court. He liked the idea of the food court. Because it's like, wow, look at all these different places I can pick from. And... Um, it's a concept I don't think our children will ever really appreciate. Yeah. As much as my generation did. Yours, it's like even 10 years, I don't even know. I mean, they, it's been well documented. My generation and the generation just a little bit before me, our fascination. We, we were like there for ground zero of mall culture. Look at Stranger Things. They kind of did a whole season about it. Well, we hung out at malls. I mean, that was a big part of my, my growing up, you know, okay. hanging out at the mall. Actually, I, I, uh, <laughs> One time I went to the mall with one of my friends and we were trying to score a cigarette off of somebody. And, we, <laughs> and we, we come across this black guy standing outside and he, he comes over and he's talking to us. He's asking us about the movies. He's this weird old man. And he was old. I mean, he was trying to like get us to go watch a movie with him. Was he just lonely or was he being weird? I'll never know. But my friend looks at me and she, she's, we notice in his shirt pocket, he's got a pack of cigarettes. And she goes, she looks at him. She goes, hey, are those menthol? He says, yeah yeah why do you want one she's like yeah and this man goes into his bag that he'd been carrying pulls out a bag of cough drops <laughs> gives us a couple of cough drops <laughs> so i guess he thought we were talking about the cough drops but anyway no yeah we we hung out at mom's a lot um did you ever get the smokes off somebody he, he well she was like i was talking about the cigarette and he was like oh and then he gave us he gave us some cigarettes so that was cool. how old were you guys uh, uh i don't think you want to know um i was probably i was probably 11 or 12 oh that's well i will pretend you said 12 although that's still kind of gross but it's a little yeah less I, was gross. Very, I was a very bad i had a very interesting childhood um it wasn't my fault but anyway um you know i didn't know i was a kid but <laughs> yeah it was really it was weird we didn't see a movie with him but we did uh smoke your cigarettes but anyway um <laughs> yeah we we hung you know we had the mall we, we hung out the malls a lot as you know that was that was definitely our thing but i think that you but i remember even being like 
you know, 16, 17 and still going to the mall. And it was cool. No, we did throughout high school. Like we did like that was my Friday night. We would go to the movies and we'd walk around. And like I was there when my senior year of high school was probably when Hot Topics started to open. Right. So like and Hot Topics were there like during I'd say like the last the last like uh, like kind of um, surge Mm -hmm. of mall activity. And then after that, they started to die down. But yeah, hot, so I, that was there like my senior year in high school. Hot Topics open. Before that, there was just Spencer's, and that was that right. was that was like the goofy store. Yeah, yeah, but I remember that. Chicago Ridgemall had a, had a um, independently owned place called Woodstock Two Thousand, and oh. that's where you could get like hitter boxes and like pipes and stuff. And that was like crazy that you could go into a store and buy like a black flag T shirt and a fucking bowl. And I was like, they created a place that's like just for me. <laughs> like, I mean, we could do that, but not at the mall. We had to go to Yellow Springs, Ohio, and that's where all that shit was at. And we did, you know. So, I mean, yeah. ours, we had a whole little, like, Yellow Springs is kind of a mall in and of itself. So, I mean, we also had that luxury. We had a whole little, a whole hippie town that we would hang out in. And uh, it's still kicking. Very, 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 doing very well. Um, you know, so that's that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, malls now, but even now, you know, we have this giant, we have this big giant outdoor mall here. Um, you know, it's a big deal. People go to it. Um, we've got both, uh, two malls that are doing just fine. I mean, they're well stocked and, you know, they're doing great. But then like my original mall that I grew up in was in Springfield, Ohio. It's gone now. It's not even there anymore. Well, I think it's there, but it's closed completely down. Right. Um, you know, and so that would have been probably another dead mall. Maybe not quite like this one is. This one, again, doesn't have lights and shit on in certain areas. So, <laughs> Well, it, it's kind of like what we were talking about, like, pre-show about, like, office space and how yeah. there's there's this, there, they're gonna, there's this surplus of office space that they don't even know what to fucking do with. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, malls, I think there's always going to be a reason for malls to exist. Um they just have to move to stay in business. Yeah, and I think there's going to be less of them, and it's going to be a little bit different. Now, one thing I did notice when uh, when I went to when we went there, we went on a Saturday. It was a, like we probably caught like a eleven o'clock show, and we got there at like ten o'clock just to eat at the food court or, or maybe somewhere around there. Um, and it was it was fairly well populated, and there was signage up that said that unaccompanied, like kids under sixteen, had to be with an adult. Which I thought was bullshit. I was like, well, that was like, no wonder malls are failing. If you're not going to let kids yeah. hang out here on the weekends, why the fuck? Are, like, that was like your customer base. It, it, the mall would be full of kids from different high schools. And, yeah. Know, walking around. We encountered that at the one mall and it, the second mall, the one that was really dying. And, and it was like Fridays and Saturdays only after su- this time. Like, you have to be accompanied by an adult. And it's like what but that's the time the kids hang out at the mall right (laughs) okay you know all right if you don't want their money you know so these rules we also have like a little um it's kind of like a little mini mall like a shopping mall here and it's it's got you know a couple of stores in it i mean it's all indoor um i'll take my daughter there so she's not completely and i tell her we're going to the mall i'll take her to that place because it's got most stores that we like um and but to her so she's not completely unfamiliar with the concept but maybe i'll take her to the big mall sometime see what she thinks about that you know, I had my daughter this week, and I think I might take her and and see if she if it registers to her at all that like this is cool or this is fun, yeah. yeah. Or maybe she'll just like die of embarrassment because she's with me. 
Yeah, now I understand yeah. that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's another thing. Well, anyway, should we get into some news finally? Yeah, what you got, girl? I got some. I got some news. Um, well, first, I'm gonna do my uh, my weekly uh, shout outs here for uh, what's going on because this weekend is a big deal, guys. Um, this weekend, I will be in Erie, Pennsylvania, at the High Strangeness Erie event. Um, I will be the master of ceremonies there, doing live interviews with people that have had encounters with high strangeness, as well as uh, sharing my own. And of course, you can buy some shit. Um, there's an exclusive design T-shirt that will that you can buy there um, by the wonderful Jonathan Dodd, and you don't want to miss out on that because it's been approved by uh, a contactee, an actual contactee, and what the person it's based off of. So that's great. Um, and then also, of course, the uh, Wyatt'sville UFO Festival. I'll be there June 11th. That's coming. You'll hear more about that eventually. Um, and that's all I really have for my shout outs this week. So is I will... Kinsey still going to be at the one this weekend? She is. Uh huh. Man, she's going to be there. I am I, not going. I was not not forbidden to go. My wife gave me that. She's like, I can't tell you no, but you shouldn't go. You know, you should stay home. And yeah, yeah, she'll I, be there. She makes really awesome jewelry. Um, I I, I bought two necklaces from her. <laughs> Actually, see, and she'll be selling her jewelry. Um, Mothboy Matt will be there from the Mothboys podcast. Um, who else is going to be there? Danner from Conjure Dust Design. Can't say enough good about Danner and all of his stuff that he does. Um, other people too. I can't remember the names of them. Maybe I should have had a list together. Just a bunch of people. <laughs> you know, just a bunch of people. Uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, be there or don't and miss out. I mean, that's up to you, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, that's uh, your deal. But anyway, I've only got one really interesting um, news story this week. There is a, you know, and this is um, somebody had asked recently what it is I'm, I'm researching right now because I pissed off social media because I once again explained that I don't believe ghosts are dead people and that makes people angry for some reason, <laughs> you know, and whatever. I mean, you pick and choose your battles, man. If that's a hill you want to die on, you can. It's not one that I choose to die on because that's only a percentage of what I do. But um, anyway, so one of the things that I do, I do like to really dig deep into are these weird noises that people hear throughout the sky. And so throughout the sky, throughout the sky. Yeah. Like the trumpet of, sounds. Sometimes it's trumpet sounds. Um, the one that I really dug deep into that I called my sky dragons when I was talking, I had talked about on the show previously, uh, was an event in Texas where it was, it would be like this loud screech. And then following that loud screech would be like a bird noise. And multiple people heard it from different areas. I, I've got the videos of different parts in this town in Texas that people are hearing it from. And then a guy um, was actually on Facebook Live trying to find where that noise was coming from. And, like, at the same time, there was a thunderstorm happening. And so whenever the lightning would light up, you could see weird figures in the sky and shit. It was crazy. Whoa. It was crazy. Now, some people ended up saying the news reported it's just a pipe. It's just this pipe that when the steam comes out, it makes this weird fucking noise. It did make the, the kind of screeching, screaming sound noise, but I had actually interviewed people that worked in that factory where that pipe noise was coming from. They said that that noise was not happening the night that that was happening, that that is not the noise the pipe even makes, and that residents in the town would know if it's the pipe going off, and it wasn't that. Um, so very interesting. Um, you know, maybe I'll do release some some documents on it. Because I, no, there's never been any other, nothing's ever happened again from it. But I'll I'll put the video out there if you guys want it. Just hit me up. I got it. Um, but this this is kind of a different one. Um, this one is like a weird metallic 
shrill kind of noise happening. It's not, it doesn't sound organic at all. I mean, it sounds like machinery. But the problem is that people don't really know what it is. Because um, if it's a mechanical sound, then for the most part, you end up finding out where it's coming from. So this is happening in, in Luther, Oklahoma, and the residents are not able to sleep at night because every single night they hear this loud machinery type of sound. And I've, I've got a video to the news story on it. People have taken video of it. The noise itself is not jarring at all. It's just that, again, it it is very strange because the source of it hasn't been found yet. So that is interesting. You know, I want to say one of the theories that was put forth on Coast to Coast, um, which, you know, granted, just a theory, but they were trying to make some kind of correlation between these no- these sounds and like areas where fracking was going on. Okay. I don't I don't know if that when you said Oklahoma and it, it, it that popped in my head because that seems like a place where they would do a lot of fracking. <laughs> And that's my completely unscientific two cents. It could you know be. What I, mean? I, sent, I sent you the the news clip or whatever. Um, you know, it's not. I don't know if you want to listen to it now while I talk about it. It could be. Um, you know, there was. There's been other cases of these events happening, these noises happening, and it's been something simple like uh, one. I, I think there's an old story. I'm probably gonna get it wrong because I guess I probably should have dug into it, where somebody kept hearing, um, like this buzzing or something happening every night at the same time and then other people started hearing it in the neighborhood and come to find out it was coming from a neighbor's like security system or something and so i mean sometimes there are very logical explanations for these things and this seems like it is something that probably has a logical explanation but it's just a matter of finding what and the extra weird thing about it is that most times there isn't a conclusion there isn't any type of resolve. Eventually, this noise will just stop, and and that'll be the end of it. We had an event locally. Now, I started getting into it. It was one of the first things I really got into when I started doing Fortier investigation, um, because locally, I have that neighbors app where you can talk to your neighbors about what the hell's going oh, on. Oh yeah, but, right. You're nosy. Yeah, oh, I know. We got the booms that happen, and for a long time, people thought they were fireworks, but then they continue to happen, and nobody catches them. And we live in very a very suburban area. I mean, you know, Pat, you've been here. You've been in my house. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, we live a very, you know, it's not like we're in the country or anything. If if somebody was setting off fireworks, eventually, you no. Did, but you are right by an air force base. I would just attribute it to right. like sonic booms or like so shit. like. And we've we've considered that. So the neighbors have considered that. But all these booms were happening, and then one morning something else happened, and there was weird. It's not quite this sound. It's a lot creepier than than this sound in the Oklahoma area that's happening. It was like a very a very metallic sound, but it was like metal scraping on metal or hitting metal and clanging metal, and, and it was very weird. And people had heard it for about forty five minutes, very early in the morning, but. At the same time, people in Florida were hearing the same exact fucking sound. Now, how do you know it's the same exact sound? Because people recorded it, and it was the oh, same okay. exact sound. Right. And, you know, again, this is one of the first things that I, I really got into investigating. So I dropped the ball on investigating it well. But I did find out some things. Um, so they heard, again, there was a, a recording from people hearing it here in Ohio, and then recordings of people hearing it in Florida. Same time. Not like 6 o'clock here and 6 o'clock Florida. No, but, you know, the time change difference. So. Um, anyway, 
here locally it was reported that the sound that was being heard was a a, a train had hit a car and was dragging it on the tracks but for 45 minutes i guess <laughs> you know and, yeah. and could, could that be the case i don't know i don't really trust that explanation and who how came up with know? that explanation um i you know that's a really good question i don't remember i probably should have put that down it was reported on the news so who knows okay. generic yeah. generic somebody you know yeah. um but yeah i mean you know very very weird so i'm fascinated by these noises that happen in the sky um <laughs> and uh yeah i mean that's one of the things so um i'll post a video in the description and i'll probably post it on social media the news report of it um but yeah luther oklahoma we'll see what uh we'll see what transpires from this weird you know this weird mechanical noise that happens every night that was my news nice good job <laughs> so an hour <laughs> into the episode um which, which, is, which is fitting which is fitting to be quite honest with you um because there's not a whole lot on this topic are you kidding? I I love this one. This I I spent time researching this. I like went to like multiple different websites. I didn't just copy the fucking Wikipedia page. I even went on Snopes and like fact checked <laughs> it and shit. I was I am in love with this. This is like my new favorite. Like this will this will end up for those of you that follow my creative stuff. This will end up in my in my art at some point because it's it's such a cool weird fucking story that you could you could make up different explanations for it is a weird story but it's not a long one no it's but it, well it's not a complete story which is the best part because yeah. the complete stories sometimes you don't like the explanation sometimes you don't like the endings this is like five sixths of a story and that that last sixth that last per, like little like you know what i mean like it that's up for the that's up for you the listener or you the reader or you the the movie watcher to kind of connect the dots on and that's what i love about it sure uh, you know sure. okay okay well do you, what do we want to start at the beginning with the first the first alleged sighting well um yeah i mean you want to start with the 50s or you want to start with the 70s because the 70s is like the big one where there's that's the one that we kind of talked about last week too when you were telling me about this shit for the first time but there is one that goes back to the 50s, and there's a, another one from 2016, yeah. which, is, which is fucking awesome. We'll, and we'll, then, we'll start with the 50s, and, okay. uh, and, and we'll go from there. Do you want me to go, or do you want to go? Or? Um, so with the 50s... What are we talking about, first of all? We're talking about um, Loveland, uh, Ohio, which is right outside Cincinnati. And um, what is the name of that river? Uh, I think that's the Little Miami River. Yes, the Little Miami River. So there, there's there's the Little Miami River, and there have been a slew of uh, sightings of weird frog-human hybrids along this river, and um, they've happened over the decades by credible, like I would consider credible witnesses. Um, the last sighting in 2016, there's even a, a decent amount of photographic evidence. Um, and uh, basically, starting back in the 50s, let me pull this one up. Uh, it must be this one. Um, uh, it was May 5th, and in, uh, I don't know, it was in 1955. Yep. May 5th, 1955. Three versions of this story. Yeah. A, business, a businessman or a traveling salesman or Bible seller is driving all by his lonesome along a dark unmanned road 
along uh, the Branch Hill neighborhood of uh, Loveland, Ohio. And as he's passing the Little Miami River going over this bridge, uh, one version of the story is um, as he's as he's driving, his headlights hit three huge figures, uh, a trio of um, like figures, like kind of like milling around the road or walking across the road. He honks the horn. And as they kind of turn to face him, he sees that they are upright bipedal frog people, frogmen. Okay. Uh, another version of the story is that um, they had cloaks on and came out, were coming out from like under the bridge, and there was a, a like a small party of them. And version number three, which is the most insane, which yeah. I absolutely love, which is the one that I'm going to use. Uh, the motorist pulls over, gets out of the car when he spots the creatures, and he sees all three of them conversing animatedly. The driver calls out to them. One of the frogmen gets up, points his fingers at his friend, and his friends, the other frogmen, in a universal gesture of put a pin in it. And then... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a coughing fit. Dying, so yeah. Funny, I can't even get this out. <laughs> He, t- he tells us, he, he points at the guy to be like, hold on a second. <laughs> and then, like, gestures to his friends and then pulls out a motherfucking wand. Yeah. <laughs> and starts shooting sparks out of the wand. And the motorist gets runs off. out of there. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I'm gets the fuck out of here. Um, And this is a very famous story from that area. And it kind of changed a little bit over the years. Sometimes it was a person on a motorcycle. Um, and it, it became one of those urban legends. Now, if this was all there was, you would just discount it and say, well, fucking, it's whatever. It's a bullshit story, right? Right. Because even, like, the witness, some people have speculated about who it was. No, no, no yeah, that's the thing. No one knows who it was. It's not attributed to anybody. And some stories, it, it, the, 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 the identity of the original witness varies from everything from a hell's angel to a bible salesman literally it's it runs the gamut everyone heard a different story and no no no, that's not what happened my grandpa was a was firefighter on duty that night this is what really happened yeah right and even like while researching it pat texts me and he's like hey what do you got about the 1950s i'm just like some guy saw three frogmen and they pointed a wand at him and that was it i mean <laughs> right <laughs> but so the 1950s the 1950s incident comes up in a lot of stories about the 70s incident but the 70s yes. incident is kind of totally different thing right is kind of considered like the um the cornerstone one because it happened over the course it happened between march 3rd and march 17th which is why we're covering the topic now we're kind of mm-hmm. in that anniversary zone and it was it was reported by two police officers two yeah. different loveland uh, police officers which are very credible witnesses um and they have they have kind of uh they don't have wands i'll let you tell the 70s story sure um, there's no wands and there's no cloaks and there's no hand wild hand gestures but um it, it's once again in, in tandem when you have these two stories together and the fact that the incredible story was 20 years earlier and then you have a more grounded story with police officers in the 70s it almost kind of retro engineers that original story into being a little bit more credible 
Right. No, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean the the first well, like Pat said, there was two instances in March that happened with two police officers working on the same force. Um, you know, the the first one it was a guy named Ray Shockey who at one a.m. Um, was kind of driving around the you know alongside the river area. He said he was driving slow because it was really icy outside, and he saw what he thought was like a dog on the side of the road, except the dog got up and started walking on two legs and at that point in time you know he said that it had frog-like features and walked across his car and then walked up to the guardrail right there and looked at him turned around looked at him and then went and hopped over the guardrail into the water um and he was very confused by what he had seen obviously um now there's some there's some people that say that like this was investigated by the local police because ray was so adamant as to what he saw and how strange it was he came um, back that night with another police officer right like, that they said yeah. that they had found scratch marks on the guardrail where it had hopped over um but there was no pictures or you know evidence or anything like that 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 had happened so then two weeks later, um, officer, what's his name, Mark Matthews, was also out driving around um, when he saw this weird lump laying in the middle of the road. And so he kind of stopped to go see what it is. Now, this story gets weird um, because there's also a couple of different versions of this story. So what I had heard was that... Um, the thing got up, walked on two legs, and started to go pretty much the same path that, that Mr. Shonky said, that it was going to go hop over the guardrail, and that it did, and when it did, uh, Officer Matthews shot it and killed it. Right, And yeah. threw the corpse in his trunk. Because yeah. he was like, this is what my, this is what my colleague saw. Some people don't say that. Um, some people say or what he initially said was that it did get up and walk on two legs. He did try to shoot at it. He didn't shoot it. And then he later came out with the story that he did shoot it, showed it to Ray. Ray confirmed that's what he saw. And what it was, was somebody's pet iguana without its tail. Now, again, the, this is reported. I remember when I was telling it last week, I think I, I, mis I misquoted the height on this thing. It's about three to four feet tall. Yeah. In all the stories, in, in the salesman stories, in, in, the, in the Ray Shockey story, in the Mark Matthews story, um, it's cons the height's pretty consistent. Um, but people are very confused because, again, um, Mark Matthews' story changed. Because initially he did say, and what he said later on was that he had kind of um, corroborated with, with Ray's story because he didn't want his friend to go down looking like he was crazy because he knew it was just an iguana and um you know didn't want him to feel badly about misidentifying an iguana so i don't know pat what do you think about that i think it's bullshit because i think uh there was a third case that we'll get to in a second sure but in the third case when i was when i looked on the wikipedia page the third case the third case's Wikipedia page says that it was later uh, admitted to be a hoax. And while the Wikipedia page says that, I have ne I never found any instance of the people involved, the witnesses, later recanting their story. 
So hold on. I'm gonna. We're not gonna get into that yet because we're we're gonna t- we're just gonna talk about this one for a minute. Because well, what I'm saying is, there's an air to this phenomenon of bullshittery of people kind of backpedaling and on their story, yeah, right, and trying to go back later and and you know what I mean. It almost seems like there is a force involved trying to discredit this. So and there was also a farmer who around the same time of the 1970 case came out now that's not as it's kind of one of those things that nobody really talks about because not a lot of information was known about it because the farmer had reported that he had seen a bipedal frog-like creature on his property on his farm that is right there off the river Mm -hmm. and nobody really talks about that one again no names no locations um, but when Mark Matthews came out and said that this was an iguana, they said it made sense because it was right next to this old this boot factory, and there was lots of warm piping and things like that that this thing could have survived. That's another thing. This happened in fucking March in Ohio with icy roads. An iguana's not going to be out crossing the street and jumping in the icy water. Right, and and the fact that it's the same road twenty years later, clearly there's some kind of fucking wormhole shit going on. Like, something, right? Something, yeah. Different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. I don't think it's anything. Spe- I think that there's the. I don't think it's anything native to that area. Right. I don't so, think there's some weird cryptid that only lives in fucking Loveland, Ohio. No. I think that the 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 veil is thin at that point for some reason, you know, or whatever explanation you want to come up with. Dragon lines. That's what. That's my go-to. You know right. what I mean? If you can't explain why shit happens at a certain place, ah, it must be on dragon lines. Um, right right no that's okay that's perfectly <laughs> perfectly reasonable i think because it doesn't make much biological sense now frogs can stand up on their back legs and and kind of wobble around um you know so that's interesting should, should i mention the, should i mention the crosswick monster i don't even know what that is i, I talked about it on the cryptocasters oh that was my monster and it happened uh 20 miles away from loveland oh yeah 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 okay i'm sorry i was in the hospital at the time fuck you (laughs) but uh no please (laughs) so yeah so something else that happened back in 1882 20 miles away from loveland ohio um you know which is pretty close proximity there's a bunch of nothing i don't live very far from both of these areas i live about 20 minutes from crosswick i live about 40 minutes from loveland right right and so um so this little community known as as crosswick ohio and in 1882 two boys went fishing and while they were fishing they were being stalked by something in the bushes and out of nowhere they get charged by this 30 foot long salamander like creature this weird reptilian creature and it actually grabbed one of the boys and started dragging it up into this hollowed out sycamore tree and so a couple of men three men one of them being a reverend um, heard this happening and they all came running and then the animal while it was kind of making its way up the tree dropped the boy and went back into the tree so the men went they took the boy to the the local doctor he was being treated and they went back into town they rallied up a group of 60 people and all the residents went to that tree and they started trying to get the creature out of it so they expected it to come out of the bottom hole so they started trying to chop it down make noise scare it out of the hole well this giant thing then jumps out of the top of a hole in the top of this dead sycamore tree lands on the ground and then stands up on two legs and starts walking off and 
it scared probably about half, at least half the townspeople were like, well, fuck this. That's demons. We're leaving. Um, and they did. Now, <laughs> they did. They were like, fuck this. They left. The, all the townspeople described it as being, yes, 30 foot long from, from the tip of the nose to the tip of the tail, but um, 12 foot tall on foot. And it they chased it. People chased it for about a mile until they came upon this big, like cavern that was kind of made out of the rock formations there and it jumped into the cavern and they all thought well we're gonna we're gonna wait till this fucker comes out and it never did they never saw it again ever again after that um but there's a lot of credible people within this again that you have the reverend that was there the town reverend who was probably you know credible the two men that he was with were well respected in the community the family was not known to make up any of these stories the boy survived um he actually never went fishing again after that and uh moved eventually because he got sick of the questioning and well what did you see what happened and, and he moved away from the area um could this have been kind of the same creature a, a reptilian type of humanoid thing that Oh, uh, let's let's not use reptilian. I mean, I amphibians. It is. These are frogmen. These are not reptilians. No. It's not, I, ain't, I ain't fucking with those people. The, but but the but the actual Loveland frogman doesn't look anything like an actual frog. It looks reptilian. Yeah, but that's not as fun. I think the frogman. You want it to look like a like an actual yeah with the frog. big eyes and the bat, you know, and rabbit, you know, but... like in chron <laughs> Chrono Trigger, like the fucking. You know that night oh, frog yeah, guy. Man. You know what I'm talking about. Like when you when you yeah I do actually when you <laughs> see the frogman, but you tell me what frogman looks like when you see him. Well, I um, think we need to go because it's like you said, it's like ridiculously it's close, close to your house, and yeah, it's, it's north. Really it's close. closer to where I'd be coming from. It's a uh, legend that I grew up with. You know, it's something yeah. that I've always heard, and you know what I mean. It's it's a very local thing. Um, but let's get back. So so Mark Matthew shoots this thing. And, uh, you know, the Cosmic Monster, I'll never probably talk about it any other time on the show. Do with that what you will. But Mark Matthew shoots this thing, says it's an iguana. Case closed, right? Except not case closed. Because you want to tell the story? You want me to tell the story? So then in 2016, two teenagers are out playing Pokemon Go. And they come across a bipedal frog monster standing up in the Little Miami River. Yep. And this time, because it's 2016, they pull out their cell phones and they'd start taking video and pictures of it. Yeah. And yeah. And there is, and you and I'll share the video, of course, yeah. down below. And the, the, it's it's not terrible. It's better than a lot of Bigfoot shit I've seen um, or supposedly seen. Uh, it's actually pretty good, pretty good photographic evidence. Um, I mean, it's still a little whatever, you know, but. Um, yeah. Now, what was interesting was that that was their story. And they had evidence of it, and it, the new local papers picked it up and kind of ran with it. And um, on the Wikipedia page, though, for this for the Loveland Frog Monster, it says that 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 the two teens involved later recanted their story and said that it was a hoax, and that the 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 creature in the pictures was like a statue that they made, but. It doesn't sort a, it doesn't cite a source for that. So right. I went through all of I went through is not all of the internet, but a lot of it, and I looked for an interview that these kids gave or some other piece of corroborating evidence that says that they recanted their story, and I could not find it. So that yeah. tells me that somebody edited that Wikipedia page to say that the 2016 incident was a fake and that that evidence is fake. 
but there's not but there's nothing anywhere else that says that that i found now maybe you could spend three days and find something different or maybe asher's you living in close proximity you know the story better but um I want up to you, um, okay. <laughs> but I, I actually went and I took to Facebook and, I, you know, I have, I have the kid's name. The kid's name is Sam Jacobs. And I messaged every single Sam Jacobs within a 50 mile radius of the Loveland area. Get out of here today. Yeah. Get and, the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm serious. And I, there was three of them. And I asked them all, hey, are you the are you the one that took the Frogman? It's going to be weird, but <laughs> did you take the Frogman video? Because only one of them did, right? So uh, it's going to be interesting. Nobody's responded back yet. Um, okay. I haven't read it yet. So that's going to be a, a cliffhanger. And I'll, 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 I can update it next week if I get that information. But yeah, I figured, well, fuck it, man. It's 2022. We can do that shit, right? Right. Um, no, totally. And you're so, a girl with a, face, with a good Facebook picture. Like, they're going to fucking respond to you. <laughs> Unlike me. <laughs> Like if I try I mean, to... whoever it is are a lot younger than me but uh you know i will see but yeah yeah so you're right i agree with that and i did try to find because the picture uh, well okay so first of all they took a video of it and then the video it's actually moving its head right so it couldn't be a statue right it's moving its head around and so could it have been a puppet or something like that and they just put like maybe a glow stick in the eye holes or sure i guess so so the picture comes from the video where somebody had taken it or maybe they had taken it and had lightened it up and blown it up and then at that point in time now if they were just trying to trick the eyes they wouldn't need to have shaped the body the way that they did Mm -hmm. you know that's an elaborate hoax but then again kids get bored and they do things um you know but when you look at the picture it kind of just looks like a person maybe wearing a big a big mask or a headpiece of some sort with the glowing eyes that is squatting down like in a frog like a human doing a frog position um you know i will say that much it's very clear that there's something there and i mean you can kind of make out details considering again this video was taken in pitch blackness um but that doesn't necessarily discredit the fact that it was a, a humanoid being rather than a person. Um, so, and you're right. I saw the same claims. It's been debunked. Well, where and when did they right. say that this was debunked? Right. Um, because I've, I, when I was reading those claims, I was reading that it, like you said, was something they made. I read that it was a lawn ornament. I read that it was a person and just a suit um you know so well which one is it um, right yeah i had i had seen statue but right. once again there's no source for that and if that was something that they said publicly or that you know hey they they, they released this thing and they started getting some attention and one of them got spooked and fucking just said ah, i wasn't real well if they even said that even if it wasn't true like i think with the cop i think the cop changed his story to try to fucking shut this thing down so people would finally leave him alone that's what I think happened there. Well, and the cop when that when this sighting came out, the cop came out and was like, "Listen, this is not a fucking thing. This is just an iguana. It's bullshit. It's not real." Like he and he was very aggressive about it when this. But how can out. how can he speak to their experience if his friend had an experience and then twenty years earlier there was another report of it? You know what right. I mean? So another, like yeah. the fact that you have this one jag off in the middle of all this that says, "Ah, this is bullshit." Why should he be believed over anyone else? And then the fact that he's trying to shut the kids down, you know, if the kids really, if one of them were to break and recant their story, that would be picked up and documented too. And it wasn't. 
but the Wikipedia page was edited to fucking say that it was with absolutely no backup. So obviously there's there's a force or there's there's something that wants to fight, you know, I don't know, if, whatever, however conspiratorial you want to get. Um, there's obviously some agency here that wants to keep this thing fucking squashed and kind of just right. dismiss it. But I don't know. I, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to be fucking a contrarian than I am and say, no, man, there's frogmen with fucking hoods and wands roaming around out there. I can't wait to get my ass down there because it's not that fucking far away. No, it's Cincinnati. It's I mean, like, yeah. come on. It's like it's like a two hour, three hour drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I want to check out that bridge. I want to go. Yeah, I want to see it during the day and I want to see it at night. And yeah, I, you know, I mean, you know, and that's so I mean. I think you're right. I mean, I think something weird is going on here. And, you know, when you look at these instances, um, well, and actually when I, when I did the poll a couple of weeks ago on social media, Pat, you were the one that said, yes, I believe in the frog man. And uh, most people didn't, most people did not believe in it. They had believed that it was settled, but you know what they're actual called in the Fordian community is, is lizard men. And um, when you look and you do a deep dive on these things, Lovelet, Ohio is not the only place that this is happening at. It's not the no, only. No, these are frogmen. Don't confuse the two. It's not. It's it's the same thing. <laughs> it's a fro- It's frogmen. There's like it's not. There's, a, there's a fucking trio of them. They got hoods on and wands, and they 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 talk like Italians with wild gestures of their hands, and they're hanging out in Cincinnati for some reason. <laughs> and I'm gonna get to the bottom of this, and I'm gonna come up with my own fucking narrative. The shit that happened in the tree, I don't know about that. I wasn't there, but. uh I don't know. I think there's a lot of smoke with this one. And I think that it, it's, it's, it has all the hallmarks of a great trans-dimensional fucking adventure. I think that you got three frogmen from a different plane of existence that got stuck in fucking Cincinnati. They got stuck in a time loop in Cincinnati and they're trying to get out. And I, I think it's its own self-contained thing. I don't think it's an invasion force. I don't think it's a species of cryptid that exists. In, I don't, I don't want, if you got a story about some shit that happened in Brazil fine I'll, I'll shut up and i'll let you tell it but i don't think it's connected i think this is just three frogmen out for a good time in cincinnati and one of them got shot now they're off for fucking blood and they got a wand and they got hoods all right i'm gonna let pat believe what he wants to believe but for the <laughs> listeners i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna tell you the, <laughs> the good information um no lizard people are are around in folklore um dating back to forever like uh for example the japanese have the kappas and as a matter of fact, these things look a lot like what we saw during that terrible Super Mario Brothers movie um, with the the evolution people. Um, that's pretty much what people are describing when they talk about these things. And just like with that I have preached about with the Mothman, it's the same fucking phenomena with a different name happening all over the goddamn world. And I don't think it sounds fucking ridiculous. Of course it does. But I don't think that it is something that we should just kind of overlook and brush to the side because some police officer may or may not have shot an iguana and that was the end of that story. I think it's something that we should talk about more uh, just as a community and I think it's important to look into and I think that for you guys who listen to this kind of stuff and you're into this kind of stuff, go dig into lizard people. Go really look into it and go really look at these instances happening all around. The New Jersey has the gator man. You know, it's a very similar, very weird story, um, but lots yeah, of but incredible witnesses. When I think of like, see, I guess I just like this as a uh, like a dimensional hopping anomaly as like a what if, you know what I mean? I, I don't I you know, I'm yes, I'm familiar with 
reptilian aliens and the idea of there being subterranean uh, dinosaur lizard men that exist. Um, you know, there, there's lots of that stuff. And could this be that? I don't know. I mean, not if not. If, I'll tell you this. Not if not if the 2016 photographic evidence is to believe to be believed, because if that video and that picture is legit, 100 percent legit. That's not a lizard, man. That's a fucking frog, man. You know what I mean? That's not a reptilian alien or what people are experiencing when they're abducted by reptilians or what people think Zuckerberg is or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's a fucking frog, man. Um, and, and that wow. 2016 shit. Now, maybe the 2016 stuff is bullshit, right? I don't know. Or maybe they're trying to disprove the 2016. I don't know. Right. I will say this. I don't buy into the reptilian conspiracy theory. I think that that is bullshit and it's dumb. And all it is is fucking <laughs> digital television glitching. And you, you don't have to call it dumb, man. You're shitting in some people's Cheerios tonight. I man. will shit all over their Cheerios <laughs> and they will fucking eat it and like it. Yeah, they will. Um, you know, so I'm just going to tell you that right now. Lizard people, yes. Reptilians uh, ruling the government. Fucking no, guys, no, absolutely not. But Obama blinked twice during the State of the Union in fucking oh, twenty oh nine, and it was sideways on my right. fucking on my goddamn digital TV in in two thousand and eight. Yeah, right. okay, I get it. Right, I understand. I get what you you know I get what you, where you're coming from, <laughs> but you're still wrong. So um, no, I no I I get what you and I get what you're saying, Pat. You are allowed to believe in and however you want to believe in. That's the very fun part about this stuff is that you if you want to believe that it is like an like an rpg mage frog person that's fine uh, i agree that that is also very fun but i don't get to do the fun because it's my job <laughs> so i have to do the, i gotta do the facts you you don't have to do that so much you're allowed to but you know what pat go down there let me tell you something. Let's go down there. You catch me, the frog man, and you prove Don't patronize me, me. I'm a dying man. Jesus you, fucking Christ. No, I'm, I'm telling you. Go down there. <laughs> I you're will. The, you're the cryptid killer here. Go down there. <laughs> I wouldn't. Get this I don't frog know. man. I mean, there's two left, but I don't know if I. There's I think only I, two left. <laughs> right. I think I tried to get him home, but I would like to get that wand. I would like to get my hands <laughs> on that wand. I'll be real honest with you. I'm impressed by the, the fact that they have technology that appears to us to be magic wands. Well, then so you does, need me to come down there to talk with my hands with them. Right. I need you to speak Italian to them. <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Hey. You know what I mean? Why don't you, why don't you bring a panaziti and we'll fucking we'll have it in the back seat. And if uh, we'll, we'll fucking break bread with them. And we'll fucking find out what they need to get home. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll, and get we'll, get back. A, we'll, we'll get a frogman wand. That, well, that, dude, that sounds good to me. Especially if it like turns into a time traveling adventure where we have to somehow go back to the seventies and prevent their companion from being shot by the fucking dickhead cop. Like that's that when it will awesome. really get fun. Yes, where we have to reunite their party. No, like I we find that. the one survivor and and luck you know, the like I said, the veil is thin there in Loveland, Ohio. And uh we you know, it becomes a time traveling adventure across two thousand sixteen, pre pandemic, nineteen seventy two and nineteen fifty five. Like those are three very distinct eras in Midwestern culture to, to be bouncing yeah. through, you know. That's I'm true. telling you, it's got the makings of a great fucking movie. Like I love this story because it's like. And the portal is somewhere in that abandoned mall. There you go. Or the it's fucking... right there. It's in the same fucking neighborhood. <laughs> it's not the same neighborhood, but I mean, it's right there. It's the same location. <laughs> 
So I'm just saying, um, you know, I, I'm, I will sign off on this. I mean, if you want to go on a Loveland frog adventure, we can, um, we I'm, should organize one for our listeners because it's, uh, I mean, it's a public space, so it's not yes. like we have to get like permission to go into anywhere. You I think know? that would be cool. I thought about doing like a listener meetup. Yeah. And like a, like a tour thing. And like, you know, no. we all meet up on a Saturday and we fucking look at the place and we walk around and then, I don't know, we go get some neat and then come back after nightfall and then kind of see if anything pops up. Yeah. You know, which it won't. I mean, it probably won't. It doesn't, not like it happens every night. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mo- most of my job is looking at absolutely nothing. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> that's, that's, a good, that's the kind of job I need to get. And <laughs> <laughs> this whole life change I'm going through. You go out to these fucking places. You read all the stories about this place. You fucking go out there. You're hyped. You're like, oh shit, it's going to be crazy. And then you get there and fucking nothing happens. <laughs> right. So. Well, let's see if we can connect with those kids. And then also, you know, it wouldn't yeah. be a bad idea to see if there's some kind of descendant of that farmer because that person should have, that person might yeah. have somebody that's around. That was only, you know, well, I guess it was 50 years ago, but still, there could be a grandkid or something that had, you know, heard the story firsthand or, or, um, it was passed down or talked about or something. I'm very curious about the farmer story because nobody ever talks about it with this. Right. No, I didn't see it. I mean, I didn't, ex- I didn't exhaustively research this topic, but I mean, I did some digging and no, I never, I didn't hear about that either. And that's, it's, it's a nice piece of corroborating evidence. It's the same time as the cop. Cause the cop, that guy, that guy recanting fucks up the whole 1970s part of this. It does. Yeah. You know, know. but I, I don't trust it. It sounds like bullshit to me. And if you can, if you could bring up the the farmer, he he's a. I think he makes a stronger counterpoint, and it really puts the cop story to bed. But it also adds more fuel to the conspiracy angle that like there's the you know there's something there's something making really an effort here to like quiet this story down or, yeah. or discredit the story. Yeah, you know, I agree. No, I I agree with you, and I think that that, that would be a good one to really dig into because um, I do feel like that there's probably something to it i mean it's yeah very, it's a very it's just it's like the veggie man it's so fucking weird who makes that shit <laughs> up you know well, you gotta save him for the sequel or it's a it, it, you do it it's a different movie and then and then you do a shared universe and the veggie man and the frog dude but i i just like the frog guys is like we could do like frog man versus veggie man yeah but i mean yeah. what is what is what is the veggie man what's his line what's his fucking uh his line his tagline he's got some he says something fuck i'm gonna drink your blood or some shit he doesn't even say that he's like i need help will you help me and then he's like yeah he's like i won't hurt you and then he fucking sinks his goddamn needle fingers into dude and sucks his blood and with his hypno eyes that's a sweet monster design right there fucking yeah. veggie vegetable leaf man with needle fingers and hypno eyes yeah I mean, I'm just saying. I think that a lot less redeemable of a character. So you could take the three frogmen against the one vegetable man because the vegetable man's tall. He's like seven feet tall or some shit. And like you could take the three against the one, and like the frogmen are using like their wands and magic and shit, and the vegetable man just has like his needle, his needle fingers. Well, you make the vegetable man the bounty hunter, and he's he's in pursuit of the frog guys, who are just they're they're gallivanting across the. multiverse is part of a bachelor party or guys weekend or yeah something. yeah and they, they wind up and they heard since they heard cincinnati ohio is a good place to fucking you know let loose and uh <laughs> good place to do meth <laughs> you know 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I think. That, uh, yeah. I think. Or they were cool. aiming for Dayton and they took a left turn at Albuquerque and got a little lost. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to and visit the cop, Astros. The cops tried to chase him down. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm like, don't come to my house. <laughs> you're not lizard. You're not real lizard people. <laughs> Man, you know, you're yeah. even gonna emasculate them, aren't you? Of course, that's what I do. But I'm, very, but I'm very nice and approachable and not intimidating at all. So, right. <laughs> you know, that's what I tell people anyway. Um, anyway, you know, that's ba- I mean, that's the basics of the Loslin Frog. Again, it's not a very long story. Um, there's not a lot to it, but what is there is special. I would have to agree, definitely. There's also, I'll just mention it real quick. There's a weird rock garden castle in Loveland, Ohio. And I know that sounds like it probably doesn't tie into the story at all, but maybe it does. Maybe having all those rocks in a fucking castle formation made a portal, or maybe depending, not. Depending on where the rocks are from originally and what they're what they're made of. I mean, crystals are resonators; they're they're energy right. magnifiers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's entirely possible if those rocks were brought over from immigrants from somewhere. Uh, I mean, I I just assume everyone in the Midwest is German except in Chicago, so maybe it's like. Those rocks were fucking druid shit that was brought over from the old country, <laughs> arranged yeah. in a special way. And with uh, the dragon lines, of course, how can we forget sure. the dragon lines that happened to run through the Midwest? Um, created Why some not? kind of portal where these three frog people got lost and, you know. Sure. Lucky. Yeah. I Why mean, not? I you know, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't looked to see when the Loveland Castle was built. Um, you know, I, I didn't know, I hadn't really thought about it until just now, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a place too. That's a thing. We could check that out too over there just in case. We should totally plan a meetup for, um, I would, I would really like to go there. I just think sincerely, like I have, I have like a weird Ohio, like, like punch list where I want to, I want to do the Serpent Mound. I know I always talk about that on here, but, uh, I would love to do visit Frog Country and then do the Serpent Mound one weekend or something. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I agree. You know, I think we should do it. Especially since my time is short. That's true. We we got to get the most out of you when we can. <laughs> you got lots of cryptids that you got to kill. So no, just I don't know if I'd even kill the frogs. I let them go. That's the one you got the soft spot for, is the right. <laughs> you gotta fucking shoot a frog. For I love how to... hard you're going for these frogmen. <laughs> I want no, I want to shoot a dog man. Like the, hunting <laughs> werewolves is completely different. <laughs> I, I'm a natural born werewolf hunter. That is fucking in my blood. <laughs> that is that goes back generations that's you know i'm the seventh Bigfoot? son of a seventh son when it comes to fucking werewolf hunting but uh frogs i mean come on the frogmen with their wands and their fucking articulate hand gestures and <laughs> <laughs> i mean they didn't hurt the guy you know no. so like they just wanted to show well i don't know they're just like threatening it's like po- you know possums are completely harmless but they'll hiss at you and shit it looks mean but they're not. right you know, it was their possum move. Right. And then wow. these guys are playing Pokemon Go and just. Fucking come across the frog, right. man. Yeah. In I mean, the water, like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I know he didn't hurt them either. Yeah. He's taking a dump and looking for fish. <laughs> this is living his best life on the Little Miami River. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was also the same river where that shark head was found at. And uh, I talked about that not too long ago. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you know, it's. A gross people dump a lot of bodies there i don't know i mean there's that wow. too but anyway I, I guess i'm done with the with the frogman you got any closing remarks there i got nothing okay well we'll talk about a meetup and uh 
we'll see about uh, doing the, uh, you know, the beat up thing. This week's password, uh, uh, Frogman. That's what it is. And uh, yeah, nope, that's it, nope. guys. Pan of Big ZD. Pan of Big ZD. Okay, you know what? Never mind. This week's password. Now I really know if you listen. Um, <laughs> is 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 going to be a pan of Big ZD. That's what it is. There you that's go. Well, okay. With that being said, guys, we'll see you back here next Wednesday. <laughs>